Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His Church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to his instructions in humble obedience. Well, I think uh, folks are going to enjoy this particular podcast. It's a little unusual. Usually it's me, as you know, with one person, but my my best friend, Marcia, my wife of just over 52 years, uh, joining me because on the other side we have in the state of Iowa, am I correct? You folks live in Iowa. Yeah. Our, uh, is Marlon and Becky Bontrager, and uh, we actually have never f- met them in the, in person. But uh, first of all, let me just say welcome to you, uh, Marlon and Becky. Thanks for joining us, and then I'm going to say a little bit more about you. Thanks for having us. That's uh, good. To, good to see you. Um, the way we got to know these folks is that. Back about a little over six years ago, just before Christmas, we got this box or package in the mail, and inside that package was a letter from each one of the Bontrager family members, uh, Marlon, Becky, but all their kids, too. I say all their kids because they have, it's 10 kids. Is that, am I correct in that number? Okay. And Marcia and I only have 12, so, I mean, we hardly know, you know, what we're talking about here, but... um you know, we'll be getting into that, but apparently when you guys um, heard a broadcast that we had with Dr. Jim Dobson, actually it was initially recorded, I think in 1990 or 91, and then it was repeated in 94. I think you heard it in 94 when he re-ran it, that that influenced you guys in a rather significant way. And we're going to talk about that, (laughs) but a little bit about the Two of you, you're, you're living in Iowa. Uh, you must be on a farm. Am, am I correct in that? You live on, do some farming? True? Yes. We are dairy farmers. We live two lives. Half of the year is spent on our farm. The other half is spent in our coach. We tour the U.S., Canada, and Mexico with our ministry. It started in the prisons. But it was a real passion to encourage families and uh, in a variety of venues through our music. Oh, that's awesome. And Becky, they call you Nana? Nana is the grandma name for me. Okay. And you spend your time investing in the lives of your family and gardening, cooking, going on coffee dates with your kids or young mamas who need encouragement, babysitting grandkids. How many grandkids you got now? We have 10. Three more on the way. Wonderful. Well, the greatest blessing of that is that each of our children has also um, embraced the blessing of children. Isn't that that wonderful? And then you guys travel the country, as you pointed out, singing the the Bontrager family singers. I got a, this is, this is a picture from quite a while ago. And I know you got a more recent one. You got a website and so on, but uh, that is so cool that, that what you do, but let's go back to how we first were introduced. Like I said, in it was in December of 2015. We got this package with a letter from each one of you and your kids. And bottom line, uh, you heard uh, us talk to Jim Dobson, 
many years, like 20 years before approximately, about the joys of a large family. And we expressed and talked about how when we had four kids, we were done, okay? I mean, I knew we couldn't afford anymore. I knew we couldn't fit anymore in our car or our house. And Randy deep down wanted an airplane at some point, a private airplane, because that was my hobby. <laughs> and I couldn't imagine a plane holding any more than six people that I could afford. And then this dear girl, what did you do, Marcia, after we were done with four? And you said, yeah, that's probably what we need. What did you do? I prayed just because I was just talking to God. You know, I think the youngest was a baby. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like telling God this is enough. Because before that, we had been <laughs> praying, but also using our heads and birth control and just kind of yep. trying to figure out what is what's the best thing here. Yeah. So I was just telling God, this is enough, God, this is enough children. But in my heart, something inside me just didn't have a piece about telling God that. And I thought, wow, do you want us to have another child? I remember the room I was in. I'm like, if you do, show Randy. You know, we don't know. No one's telling us to have a bunch of kids more or anything like they tell you don't have kids or right. anything. So um, he, I didn't even tell him I prayed that. But we were trying to figure out what is do we, what, what do we do about yeah. this area? Yeah. But I didn't say my prayer. But you then were having quiet. Of course, he always was having a quiet time. We're seeking God since we were Christians, <laughs> since yeah. we became a Christian and we got married. But. The verses. Yeah, God, God began to show me how God opens the womb, closes the womb. Psalm 127, children are a blessing. Blessed is he whose quiver is full. And God just began to convict me. And I said, okay. But you know what? Deep down, <laughs> knowing that God's all wise and, and he's compassionate and kind, and he could see what I could see. You know, we can't afford any more. We can't fit anymore. And I do need that airplane. You know, well, then a couple of months later, dear Marcia, yeah, I, I was my, I, I actually was glad because I, I really, I always loved she loves getting kids. pregnant and kids, but I just didn't, we just don't know. I've even had other moms say to me, is it wrong that I want another child? He puts the desires in your heart. If you're delighting yourself the best you can in the Lord, you know, and I thought, I was glad. So was she didn't say to, I'm pregnant. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to. She, get she just pregnant, looked at me. Happy after she looked at me, patted her stomach with a smile, and said, "I feel lightheaded." I thought, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm. I was so wrong. But in my, in my mind, my imagination, I could see it was a, a green and white Cessna 206. Yeah, splat. Randy, aren't you happy? Oh yeah, I lied. I'm sorry. I, I really wasn't. thought he was happy. He he's such a good guy. He he rolls with what God has for and him. And shame on me. I that was David, who is now a professor in Colorado. And then uh, we then well, that wasn't so bad. That was our first boy. We had four girls, and then Susie, and she's just she's just an amazing woman living in a Lansing area with her yeah, family. Bible club. Bible club in a public school. Bringing she has a people gift of helping. So oh, she's always serving. amazing. Yeah. Of course, unique creations. They have different gifts, but we just don't under, don't realize what we're throwing, what we aren't receiving. That's right. So then like John and Scott, plan. I mean, each one, Scott, a pastor, John, loving the Lord, working in the New York city area and an interesting business and Scott with his family in Austin and Lori and ministry and Daniel and doctor and Angela 
just loving the Lord here. And Nathan down in Austin also, I mean, I don't want to just spend all our time, you know, talking about our kids, but just to say that, and then God provided the resources and the college tuition. I just, it just was amazing. And so we shared that with Dr. Dobson and you folks heard that story. And what did that do for you? I was listening to the radio, which when I think about it, I almost never in my life have I listened to the radio. Not back then and now. <laughs> um, I'll listen to a podcast. But then I had, um, I, I think maybe I listened to it in 91 when we just had one child. Okay, all right. 94 when we had three children. I don't know. But either way, I, I was a busy mom and I did not listen to the radio very much at all. So the fact that I turned it on exactly when you were on with, Dr. Dobson, just tell me that the Lord ordained it. I listened to it. I remember you saying, you know, the Christians, we have the attitude of we are more um, anti-abortion than we are pro-life. Yeah. That just hit me. And because we had been discussing, we're like, oh, we four or six children. We didn't know. And um, even though we both came from large families, but we were just going to figure it out and kind of roll with it. Sure. So were we. So were we. Yeah. And then I thought, whoa, that that is so true. I don't want to be, I don't want to be just anti-abortion. I want to be pro-life. So when Marlon came over for work that night, I shared it with him. Yeah, and she shared it with me, and I thought, you know, it sounded very right. It sounded very logical. Put that away. And um, I don't think it was very long till we said, Lord, we'll take however many you give us. Probably only a matter of a week or two or three. So just, this this just really resonates with us. And uh, he did give us the 10 blessings that you mentioned, but we also have six more children waiting for us in heaven due to miscarriage that Becky's had uh, during some of that time and in the later years as well. So amazing. But I, yeah, I'm just so blessed. I'm so thankful. Oh, that's, that's so exciting. And we have a couple too that we'll be seeing in heaven as well. But uh, just, it's kind of funny. You know, we'd have one, we'd kind of get that one, you know, raised a little bit, and then we'd go out for a date and say, Marshall, what, what do you want? And what's your goals? Yeah, what life, would you, you like? Know? What would you say? say? I just want to have another baby. Because <laughs> he put that desire in my heart, you know. And, and I'd start to say, well, I didn't, I didn't really get mad about it. I said, well, if that's what God wants, that's fine. But honestly, after we had 11... I thought 11 is just kind of a silly number to end on, you know, the 12 tribes, you know, and whatever, 12 disciples. So I actually prayed that we could have at least one more. And that's, and that's when, all he gave us. We would have yep, wanted That's more when Nathan came along. To. Yep. The 12 was, and he's like a genius. He's never had a B in his life. People say your kids are so dumb. If you have <laughs> Yeah. Dumber by the so dozen. Smart. They oh, say they're all smart. Yeah. It's, it's God is the creator and he has the plan. Now, did you know that we put out a little booklet? Have you seen our little booklet missing our children? Did you get to take a look at that? You guys are actually, you guys are actually mentioned in there, believe it or not. Okay. I probably have to probably have to send you some sort of, you know, bonus, you know, for, for but just your, your letters were, were significant in coming. In fact, let me read the one from Rebecca, your baby. How old is she now, Rebecca? 14. All right. Well, she was obviously, this would be back six years ago. So, you know, she was uh, eight maybe. But anyhow, she said, thank you, dear Mr. Heckman. Do you know what her letter said? It's cute. It's really cute. She said, thank you for speaking on the blessing of children. I'm the youngest in our family of 10. And without your message, I might not be here. 
Our family has been able to encourage other families to have more children. Keep encouraging families in Christ, Rebecca. I thought that's really cute. <laughs> oh, man. So, do you know, as I was, actually, I was speaking last night. I, I actually showed a picture of your family to, to this group, believe it or not. We, we you know, your, your message is getting around a bit, but because um, you, you tell it in such a wonderful way and then you, you travel the country singing. That's really cool. But one thing that, uh, that we mentioned is that it's little by little being talked about is population. People just, you know, we were told in the 60s that we have overpopulation, right? That we're going to just get to the point where we won't have enough food and <clears throat> things are going to be chaotic. And I explained to people last night, among other things, that you could take every man, woman, and child in the entire world, all seven and a half billion of us, give each one of them a thousand square feet to live on, and guess where they'd all fit? in the state of Texas in America. Wow. So overpopulation. And the other thing is, so China, are you aware that China used to have a one child per family policy and they've changed that now to be three because they, they see where it's headed. They're getting to the point where they're just going to have a bunch of old people, not enough people working to supply, you know, the resources for those elders. And that's where America's going. It takes 2.1 babies per female just to break even and some people are not getting married not having kids and so on at all and that the number in america has been below the 2.1 per female since 1975 that means we're not even replacing our population yes we have immigration that's making up for some of that but the the best demographers in the world these are not Christian eyes, you know, people, whatever that, whatever, these are just demographers. They say that the world population is going to start declining because deaths will outnumber births uh, in 35 years. In fact, in America, the white population for the last three years, white folks, Caucasians, deaths have outnumbered births in America because people are not having enough children. So that's the population side. But then we, you know, you're, we've already alluded to the abortion side of things. People do not have abortions because they, they wake up someday and say, you know what? I want to kill an unborn baby. How can we do that? No, they just find themselves inconveniently pregnant. And they really aren't ready, quote unquote, to raise this child. They, you know, they got a career. They already got three or four kids, whatever. They're all done. They don't really want. So they take a specific action to prevent that child from coming into full life. And we Christians say, oh, that's terrible. And yet we have the same attitude that says, you know, sex, great. Having a next, another child, not great. I'm going to take a specific step to make sure that, that I can have the one thing without having the child. So we have the same motivation that people that have abortions, the same result, no child, just a different means. And so God says, well, that's fine. Uh, he's, it's the same God who says that if you hate another person, your brother, it's the equivalent of murder. And if you lust as a man against a, 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 toward a woman, it's the equivalent of adultery. 
Well, I would suggest that if you have this attitude, this attitude of sex, great, children, not great, I'm going to take steps not to have a child in this relationship, that that is the equivalent of abortion. It's a pro-abortion attitude that I have had, and I've confessed that as sin. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah totally. For sure. Hmm. So are your children all the same? I mean, just, you know, exact, because they're all, you know, last name the same. Are they just equivalent? Are they just just exactly equal? <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? No, they're quite different. Yeah. Isn't that Very funny? Different. I remember a pastor speaking. He had five kids. He, he was speaking to a group uh, in Reno, Nevada, I think it was. He said, my wife and I have five children, one of each, he said. And I thought, <laughs> what is he talking about? But we have 12 they, there's some similarities, but what do you think? Pretty unique, right? Right. They're very unique, but it takes God to help you figure out things about them and even <laughs> the grandchildren too. All yeah. His idea. I mean, they have spiritual gifts that are different. Like some of our kids have a spiritual gift of giving. And so they're very careful with their money and they, you know, and others just treat money like water. You know, I'm sure you see it. Some are very strong-willed and others are more, just easy going and uh, some like to serve and others you really got to get got to push them around a little bit to get them to serve around your home and so they're all special but someone has said that children are messages that we send to a time and a place that we ourselves can never go wow. we're like missionaries to the future and we need more don't we it's, it's nice so to do powerful. that. Go ahead. It's so powerful that we would be able to do that. It's just such and it's a It's nice gift. that they kind of communicate with each other. Now with texting, the seven daughters and me are on mm. a text and the sons, and then we have a family text. Yep. So we can encourage each other. And it's really a goldmine for prayer. It is. Too, if you can humble yourself and be honest, you know, because you've got a team that cares. And that is the grace of God that they do love each other. They really love to get together. The mm. weddings have been some of the most fun. But <laughs> even we just went to a, like a Christian campground at Christmas and just they they'll each have team they'll like four on a team and they'll plan the gym part there's a gym there there's planning skits planning the spiritual part um a game bible trivia thing mm -hmm. and the food you know they're working together they really it's really that we can have his love for one another is so amazing mm -hmm. and pray for each other amen all right so you made this you made this decision, you know, after just a few weeks, so proud of you for having done that. Any regrets for making the decision to say, Lord, you can produce whatever children you want through us? It's kind of a rhetorical question, but I'm going to still ask it. Well, I would, I would not, not, both of us would say no, no regrets. And in our travels, I will say this, multiple times we've had people come to us. And when we've shared a bit about our testimony, they've said, we so wish we would have allowed for the blessing yeah. of children. But I've never had anybody come and say, if we just would have stopped three children sooner or something like that. In fact, just yesterday, we did a concert in the state of Pennsylvania. And after a concert, a man came up to me. Uh, he had six children, four that are married. And I just made a real brief, brief blurb about it in our concert about how God, we allowed God for the blessing of children. Hmm. And he came to me. He was so sad because he said, my four married children have all decided to hold off and hmm. wait until they're ready 
to start a lot, start having children. I, and he said, I so badly want grandchildren. But I said, how sad. He himself believed in the blessing, but that didn't get passed on to the next generation. Yeah. I should tell you that we sent copies. We, I, I um, scanned your letters and we sent them to our children. And our youngest, Nathan. Twelve, because they were getting in the mindset too. Well, we're just going to wait. We're going to wait. And then they read your, they started to pray seriously. What do you really want for us, God? And he spoke to them in James, you know, to re, I want you to receive the gift um, that I have for you was mm-hmm. the, what hit their heart. Yep. So they, first they said to us, well, just, we'll pray, pray that um, God's will will be done. And then they said, will you pray that we get pregnant? Because they start, he makes you want what he wants if you're willing to be willing. But even our, even some of our, some of them would marry a spouse too that wasn't on board, but the girl, it just, God has a plan, bottom line. Yep. And so now some they, couldn't have a lot. That's right. They had medical issues. Yeah, <clears throat> sections and such. But um, our youngest now, they have two boys. Um, yep, they do. And, and again, your letters had an impact. So speaking out, way to go. Leads you. We have that little booklet. It's called Missing Our Children. It fits in your, it's just little, you know, like this. But that too, we're just going to get more printed. Because it's a great tool. We saw a lady at the gym a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago who had four little daughters who were looking at how sweet they were and caring about this little brother who was probably 18 months. And then we said, oh, we should, um, we had 12 kids, you know, and started a conversation. They said, and then we had our, our, bo- our first boy. And then she's like, you talk to us. That's the reason why we have this little boy, because <laughs> you shared with us. We didn't even remember because you don't, you no. don't even, you share as God leads you. Right. You run into people, give them a booklet. She, we gave her the booklet. You, you probably have booklets too, but people like even I'm probably an evangelist. So we have like a reach out card to how to become a Christian, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's very easy to read, but it's like a postcard size. And I usually can share my testimony and then, then share that too, that we carry those two things. I tried to carry the, especially the, well, both, but I love seeing people come to Christ and many will carry having something written is so cool. The, the reach out card, people will keep that. Some of them will, one lady carried a written thing. We'd passed out having our family picture on it that we would mm-hmm. have ready at restaurants if people come in and she carried that for six years in her wallet. And then she ran into us at a church and she said, ah, you're Marsha Heckman. You witnessed to me and I'm a Christian. You know, we don't know the seeds that God, you don't know. You've probably sung a ton ton more just with your singing, but we don't know. God's God's, (laughs) we got the seed and we got the mouth and we're trying to be available. That's it. Would you by grace use us, God? Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Be lifted up. Amen. So, you know, this issue of, of, of children, just, just think about God's heart. God loves children. Jesus, remember uh, in, in Mark, I think it's Mark 10, where the, the mothers wanted to bring children to Jesus for him to bless them, and the disciples said, nah, 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 nah. And Jesus, he said he was indignant with his disciples. He got mad at his disciples. He said, you let those children come. God loves children. And my heart breaks for God's heart, really, because we're saying, nah, we're, career is more important, and my leisure time, and my money, and my whatever. And, and, and just I, I just know that God is sad. And this could be one of the reasons why we don't have revival in America today, and the awakening that we've been praying for is that we're sinning 
as Christians, we bought into the what what our culture teaches. And I don't know if you've seen my book, Sweeter by the Dozen. I don't know if you've seen that. We, we'll send you a copy of that. But in there, believe it or not, if you look at the history of the birth control movement, and it didn't just start, uh, you know, with, with Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood, you know, in the early 1900s, it really started back in the late 1700s, early 1800s, believe it or not. And the methods of birth limitation, that's the term they used, included abortion and infanticide and other sorts of crazy things. But every single one of the birth control pioneers, as I point out in my book, because I've really researched the history, was decidedly anti-Christian, anti-God. Every one of them. And the church totally opposed it until, you know, the kind of the 1950s and so on and started, well, maybe this is okay. And, uh, and then, you know, so we took birth control is fine, but abortion, of course, isn't. And, but they're all, again, with the same goal in mind, as we've talked about before. So uh, just that God has said, so have you found in talking as you travel with your family and so on, that people are quite open to this concept of, of being open to more kids or not so much? Um, I'm thinking how to answer that. Some, some of the circles we run in, yes. Um, I think my wife and I have been talking the last week. I think we should be doing more to speak out on this. I think we've been as a family too silent. Yeah. Because well, you can, you see, we have 10 and hopefully that will inspire you, you know? Well, I, I don't think we've been very, proactive and it's something that I've really been convicted on and you know I need to do more and as Christians we should do more of that but no we do know quite a few families that have allowed the blessing of children but it's kind of like Joshua you know Joshua is one of the great Bible heroes mm -hmm. but in Judges chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 when Joshua passed away it says there's a generation that rose up that knew not the Lord mm -hmm. so that tells me that Joshua did not pass that on to the next generation, the great things that God had done in his life. So I think as parents, it's vital that we cast that vision yep. and the role and the scriptural reason why behind what we do. Yeah. And we've talked about it a lot to our family and our sure. children, um, but not so much in concert. Sometimes we do, but not yeah, so okay. much. Not because we don't want to. There's always other things to talk about. Sometimes we just. Yeah. Well, I've got it on my. I've got it on my heart to uh, try to write an article, maybe even for a Christian periodical on this subject, because I think it's significant. So I, God put that on my heart today. Again, we got a book. I don't know if we've sent you a copy of the book, but we'd be happy to do that. Um, I, I, I don't know if I know your address or not, but maybe you could you could give that to us or get that to us at some level. Can you do this that? This is the little missing our children. You I don't know if you can see it. it. It's got a tree with parts of it missing. We don't know what we're missing, you know, and this is our reach out card. Do you want to know God? Just a little paper thing. They, it's backwards, of course. No, no. Well, they, it's backward to us, but not to okay. them. Okay. Yeah. It's just such great <clears throat> tools. And there, there was a lady in Sunday school that said she carried this and led a lady to Christ, her, her niece that so just good. had a broken engagement. And yeah. she just read the card with her and the girl prayed to receive Christ. So it's just, I'm excited yeah. to see them. I like multiplication of good, yeah. you know? Yeah. So our church is starting to keep these now mm -hmm. so that people, because they're God's putting on people's hearts to evangelize. <laughs> it's 
speak the truth, you know. That's good. And God use us. That's great. That's great. Well, it's been fun. We got to stick together, you know, and uh, you know, help each other to to spread the word and uh, and keep praying. Certainly, that that God will, you know, forgive us as His people. I had to ask Him to forgive me, and you know, you likewise. You know, we had the wrong attitudes. We we adopt the cult the cultures. A perspective on things without really giving a lot of thought to it, but uh, we need to repent. And uh, so anything else you want to say? Otherwise, I'd ask, ask one or the other of you to close us in prayer. One thing I think that's happened in our lives, because we've allowed for the blessing of children, and we've seen the deception that's in the church as far as birth control, is that I've realized, you know what, there are probably other areas in my life that I have been yeah. deceived. Other areas that I've just said, oh, the church does it, must be fine. And I am really thankful that that is um, God's shown us that just to be aware of other areas in which we have adopted what everybody around us, including especially Christian people, are doing. Yes. Um, Because we don't want to be like the world, right? But how easy it is to church. And then we're like, oh, that's good. That's fine. so I think that's one thing that's happened in our lives is because we we have a different times in our lives that, okay, the church might say that's okay, but we don't think that's what God wants us to do. That's really so good. That's cool. good. Anything and also, else? you know, we were not, we do our best. I was a pretty new Christian when we got married, mm-hmm. accepted Christ in freshman year of college. We are all growing. We're little plants in the garden. We're, and we didn't do it perfectly. You know, I would yell sometimes. It's not all the time. God used me. And yep. He says, you did a good job. He's, we do what we can. And Randy, too, with being all into work. And, you know, we, we don't even know what we're doing. You're right. So God has to keep, he kind of trips, they'll say, oh, and then our kids even will come back and say, this really hurt what we, and we will cry like, sorry, we didn't mean to hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know, we moved a lot. We, what we're, God, we were trying to fault. We were did in our, doing our best, but we just got to trust it to him and that he will work the crud for the good. We're, you can grieve and yes, you make blunders, mm-hmm. but we just trust it to him. And like one of my daughters said, if you were perfect parents, we wouldn't really need God that much. <laughs> so now they all do. So <laughs> sorry, but they're growing and God's using them. It's the, it's not any our credit. We say, look at us. You know, we did. The, it was the one prayer and we he somehow helped us have another miracle child and another. You're right. It's all a grace gift of god open our eyes god and our kids eyes to just see what see through your lenses that's good amen that's good that's okay there's not been there's never perfect parents there's never perfect kids but god gets it through so why don't you close us in prayer would you uh martin marlon comments yet yeah please go one thing, when my wife and I got married, doctors had told us we may never have any children. Wow. And I, I felt like Lord giving us these 10 blessings. And obviously he used you to inspire us. But uh, I want to give God double honor for that. I agree. The other, the other thing is uh, in Matthew 24, when the disciples asked Jesus what the signs of the last days are, three times he used the words deceive or deception. Yeah. And I believe talking about this subject is one of the greatest deceptions that's hit the church in the last, you know, one to 200 years. Wow. So that's, that's profound. Yeah. Ask many other people. Great. 
Okay, close us. Go ahead. Father, I thank you for the Heckmans. I thank you for the vision they had just to humble themselves all these years ago and say, mm-hmm. Lord, we will take as many blessings as you want to give us. As, as you talk about Psalm 127, Lord, Lord, we thank you that children truly are a heritage of the Lord. Mm. And Lord, thank you that without, well, we know, Lord, without you, we could not raise the, the children that you give us, that you, mm. you help through. And there's valleys at times, Lord, we recognize that. And yet, when we're getting down the years of life, we look back and we see how blessed we truly are. We're following your ways and being obedient to what you have for us. I pray for these kind folks, Lord. I pray that their sphere of influence would just increase in ways beyond what they can imagine. Mm. Guide them, direct them, and also just for their children and grandchildren, that the Heckman vision would would just go around the globe and multiply way beyond what Mm. human eyes could even imagine. Mm. Mm. Let's couple up to you in your name. We pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. What a what a treat. And when you come to visit in West Michigan, be sure you let us know and be neat as we could get together. So that'd be fun. God bless you. God bless you and keep you. Take care. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.